What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Kings of CONCACAF podcast. My name is Nate, and today we're going to be talking about the October camp and kind of just my thoughts and my reactions to how it went, um, the good and the bad. So, um... We're going to start off with the Jamaica game. I think this was our, our best game. Um, honestly, I, I'm not going to say we did everything right because we definitely did not do everything right. I don't think it was our most complete half that we've ever had. Um, but I think that we definitely um, played a solid game. Pepe had two goals. Um and Brendan Aronson had the assist, so, I mean, honestly, cannot complain about the performance there. Um, yeah. Then, we're gonna move on to the Panama game. This was definitely a game to forget. I mean, everyone can agree with that. Um, it, yeah, definitely a game to forget. Hoping, um, we don't have to experience a game like that again for many different reasons. Obviously, there was so much criticism, um, in regards to Greg after that game and rightfully so the lineup that he put out was simply um it was it was it was bad I mean honestly it was bad that's the only way that I can really describe it um even if he had put out that same lineup for Jamaica I it's just it's just bad because you're not putting the best players on the field um so I I just didn't like it and I think that that is why we lost the game obviously you can't put all of the blame on Greg just because, you know, players do have to perform. Um, and even that group should have been able to beat Panama. If we're being honest, that group should have been able to beat Panama. Because um, Panama's not a great team. Obviously, they're good at home, but we we have the talent to beat Panama even so, even with that team, even with the team that he put out. So it's hard to say, but um, I definitely think that if we had a proper lineup, we could have beaten Panama. And, um, you know, but it is what it is. We didn't win. And, um, we're going to just have to live with that for now. Um, and it didn't, it did not end up mattering all that much because of the result that we got on, um, on Wednesday night. So obviously the game against, um, Costa Rica was, was good because we won and, um, that's all that really matters. We got the three points, but I will say definitely not the most perfect game that we've ever played and definitely not the most um, pretty game we've ever played. But in the end, we got the result. Um, I thought Yunus Musa played exceptionally well. Des played exceptionally well. I mean, really just about every player on the field um, played well enough. Um, I don't think anyone had a bad game on on Wednesday against Costa Rica, which is was definitely a, a highlight to that game. Um, and then, uh, let's see what else in Costa Rica. Um, yeah, good way to end the camp. End the camp. I think that. Um, I think that we hopefully can you know take some of that momentum into the November, November camp just because it's going to be so um, important to us because of the fact that we are playing Mexico. Um, so, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm pretty optimistic for that game. I'm thinking that 
um, Gio and Christian should be back. Although, bad news, um, as of this morning, Christian Pulisic is still not available for Chelsea, which um, is a little bit of a head-scratcher just because the original report said that he was going to be out for 10 days, and now it's been 40, 40 almost, I think. So, um, kind of just hoping that he gets the full recovery because he's been hurt um, a decent amount over the past you know, year. He has not really been able to stay healthy, and that's kind of why he's been in and out of the starting lineup for Chelsea, I think. Um, so I'm hoping he can get healthy. I'm hoping Gio can get help healthy. There was a report that I talked about in the last podcast that um, said that he was going to be out for another two to three weeks, but um, we haven't confirmed that. We haven't gotten that confirmation from Dortmund, so we'll see. I'm sure they'll make a statement. Um if they haven't already, I haven't seen anything, but they might have. I, I might have just missed it, but I'm sure in the next couple of days they'll make a statement on um, Geo, kind of his progress and um, where he is with his recovery. So hoping those two guys can come back and we can play Mexico at full strength um, and hopefully get a third win against Mexico in the span of six months, which would be uh, fantastic. Well, honestly, in the span of like three months, but... Second half of the year is really what I'm kind of um, re- referring to. So I guess it's I'm 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 rambling because it actually wouldn't. Now that I'm thinking, it'd be like five months because June to November. But that's beside the point. the The point is that we have the chance to beat Mexico three times in one calendar year, which I don't know if has has ever happened before. Not that I can remember. Um, so that would be fantastic when we beat them three times in one year. Um, okay, so we're going to break down a little bit um, about the players that quote-unquote won the window and, you know, the players that lost the window. Um, we'll start with the losers of this window. Um, I think Legette was a big loser in this window, and I I don't ever want to root against a player just because... Um, they are all U.S. men's national team players, and I and I want them to do to succeed. But I will say I am not a huge fan of Legette, and I'm not upset that he potentially might not get called in the, into the next camp. Um, because I mean, on Wednesday he wasn't even dressed for the the Costa Rica match, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, but for now, it looks like Legette may not be a part of this team. Um, for the time being, just because, um, obviously he started the uh the Panama game, which you'd be like, how is he not going to be a part of the next window if he started one of the games, um, and that's just because he was very unimpressive, um, in that game, and um, like many people on U.S. Men's National Team Twitter like to call him, is the backpass merchant or as tactical manager TV, um apologize to us that he's not just the backpass merchant. He also makes um, uh, passes, uh, you know, to the side, but never forward. So, um, yeah. So, Legette is probably the biggest loser out of everyone. Um, another loser is Roldan. I actually thought that he had a relatively okay um, camp for um, September, but he did not impress me at all in the game that he did come on 
Um, so I think he is one of the losers of this game. But basically anyone from the MLS other than Turner, Pepe, and and Miles Robinson, I think, are the losers. I, I, I mean, Acosta, he probably, his spot is safe for now um, just because we have no depth in that sixth position, in the number six um, position. Um, and I would love to hear your guys' takes on um, what you think about Owen Otisawi. I have been doing research in the past couple of days about who could be that number six replacement. Lots of people say James Sands. I personally am not a huge fan of James Sands. Um, I think he, I don't know, was just average. Obviously, Jackson Ewell can play that position. I don't want him to play that position. Um, I mean, there's a couple other guys that could potentially play. Buzio could play, but he's not really a six. I know he has played um, the six for uh, Kansas City. But I don't really think he's a six um, quite yet. Maybe eventually he could be a backup six because um, that would definitely help if we could have him as a backup six because he is very talented. But I just don't think physically he's quite there yet. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts about um, Owen Otosawi because obviously he hasn't really gotten much playing time at all in, in quite some time because he kind of fell out of the starting lineup uh, for Wolves and then... I think he was even playing with their their um youth not youth side um like their B squad I guess you could call I don't know what it's considered if it's U twenties U twenty threes or whatever but he was playing with their second um team for a little bit he made his um, move to Club Bruges and then he wasn't even in the squad because apparently he did not impress at all in training so we'll kind of see what happens there but from his time at Wolves I was actually very impressed with him. Um, he distributed well. He could dribble pretty well, and he's also a beast. I mean, he's 6'2 and jacked. So if he's able to, um, you know, kind of get his footing at uh, Bruges and get some time, I don't think he's going to be an option at all for the November camp, but maybe January camp um, if he's able to kind of play. I, I would love to see it because he is just – he's an animal. Seemingly, he's he's huge. So, um but we'll see. We'll see how it goes if he if he if he does well, um, or if he even plays at Bruges. But I think he would potentially be a good option. Um, and then we're gonna move on to the winners of the window. I think that um, the obvious winner of this window, there's two. I would say I think Ricardo Pepe. He came in, scored another two goals um, in this window. He's he's locked up that spot for. Um, uh, for for quite a while, that starting striker striker role. Um, another winner is Yunus Musa. I think lots of people were skeptical about um, what he had to um, had to do, um, or had to do is the wrong wrong way to put it. But they were skeptical about what he could do um, when it came to games that mattered. And he proved to the fan base, and I think he proved to, um, every, the, I'm hoping he proved to Greg that he can be that that guy. Um, so for a little bit, it, it's funny how quickly this team can change in such a short um time. Because for a little bit, um, there was a big question mark on who that third center mid was gonna be, because um. Eunice was still young. Could is he playing on the wing? Is he you know, you know in in the middle? In the middle, 
he was injured. He didn't really get much time. Obviously, you had Kellen Acosta and center Sebastian Legette instead. Now, neither one of those guys have really solidified their spot, and it opened up um, for Yunus Musa, and now uh, he's basically locked up that spot um, for that third center mid. Now, um, I know lots of people think that um, he hasn't quite locked up his spot because of the fact that Gio Reyna is playing that number 10 role for um, Borussia Dortmund, so they think that Musa might be kicked out of the starting lineup um, so that they can leave room for Gio to play that 10, 10 role. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I would, I would like to hope that Eunice can um, still be in the starting lineup, including Gio. Um, I've heard people say that they would rather have, they'd rather bench Weston than bench Eunice or Gio, which I don't know. It's hard to say because I think there's a little bit of recency bias there. Um, just because Eunice did have a very good camp, um, people are kind of ready to just let him go, uh, like let him play, I'm saying. But with Weston, he didn't have an exceptionally great camp and the, um, you know, the incident in September. Obviously, people are kind of not the biggest fans of Weston right now, but I think people forget how well he has played in the past for you know, this squad and the leadership that he brings and the energy and, you know, the mentality he brings to the squad. So I'm thinking that I think Weston still has kind of locked that starting lineup, um, locked himself a spot in that starting lineup. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit over my words, but basically I'm just trying to say that I think that the only reason people are picking uh, Eunice over Weston is just because of, you know, a kind of a recency thing. But I think as a whole, Weston is a better player than um, than Eunice at the moment. And honestly, I don't necessarily mind Gio playing on the wing. Obviously, I know that um, he plays the 10 for Dortmund and he plays it well, but he's also played the wing for, for the U.S. and played it well. So, um, we'll kind of just have to see what happens in, in November, see how, how it all plays out, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so moving on to the next winner of this window, we'll just, we'll loop these guys into, um, one category. It's the fullbacks. Anthony Robinson and Sergio Dest have absolutely locked up, um, their spot for that starting role for, I think a very long time. I, I, heard some people say that they believed um Joe Scally might be close to Dest but I, I just I just disagree I think that um Dest is miles ahead above anyone that they we have in the right back position and I think that Anthony Robinson is miles ahead um of anyone else that we have in the left back position so um, yeah, I think that those two guys really showed why that they should be starting. Um, I think m- arguably more so than any other position. Obviously, Ricardo Pepe um, scored those two goals. Yunus Musa had a really good window. But Ricardo Pepe, um, you know, he's great. So I'm not going to discount him. But I think that, um, Yun- I mean, uh, I think that Serginho and... Anthony, I think, had the two best windows 
because of the fact that they have solidified that there is no one even remotely close to as good as them um, in in their position. Obviously, Tyler Adams is, is in the same boat where there's no one even close, but we, we've known that. We've known that there's there's no one even in the same area code as Tyler Adams when it comes to skill level and composure and leadership um, in that in that six role. So, so yeah. I'm sure I've forgotten to talk about a bunch of things, a bunch of um, things. I'm sh- I'm sure I'm I'm leaving out, but for the most part, I think that it was it was a good camp. It wasn't a great camp. I think we we underperformed slightly just because. I think we should have gotten a minimum of seven points, and I honestly think we could have gotten nine points if it wasn't for um, like the the tactical, you know, choices of of Greg Berhalter in that Panama game. So good, good window, not great. Um, hoping we can get six points in the next because November camp is only um two games, which is a little disappointing because I absolutely love to watch the U.S. Men's National Team play. So I always like when they play um three the three games. Obviously it's only been two windows now where they played three games, but um the the Nations League window that they had in the summer, they played four games. The Gold Cup they're playing um pretty often. So the more they play, the better. I I love watching them I'm play. Um so yeah, so we'll see what happens in November. Um but I think overall uh, there's not really too much that we can um, complain about we did get six points obviously Panama wasn't necessarily ideal but um, you know we got six points better than la- and we did better than last game so we'll, we'll take it um, so yeah thank you so much for listening I'm your host Nate and I will talk to you next time <laughs>